Score North has partnered with Ronald McDonald House Charities Upper Midwest to help ensure that our area children continue to receive the meals and care that they need during the coronavirus outbreak. Thanks to Louisa Rise and the Twins, one lucky person who makes a donation of any amount will receive a signed Louisa Rise jersey. Your contribution enables Ronald McDonald House Charities Upper Midwest to continue to provide critical services to families dealing with a child's health crisis. Those services include overnight accommodations, complimentary meals, fully stocked pantries, laundry, and more. To donate, please visit scorenorth.com, keyword donate. Pat, of the Twins teams in the past, I'll give you a choice here. You can either go with the 1965 team that I had our guys uh, riled up about last week, or you can pick a random team of your choice and we'll save the the boys of 65 for another week. What would you like to do, sir? I am going to do, I covered, I was a beat guy for five years is all. I mean, I did a lot of road trips after that, but 74 to 78. I love those guys, but my favorite team from that period is obviously the 1977 Twins, ah. uh, who, who had uh, Carew, Heisel, Bostock, uh, Mox, uh, second year's manager. They uh, 76, they made the trade for Blylevin, Smalley. You know, they traded Blylevin, they got Smalley back, and a couple other players. Uh, Mock uh, platooned at... Uh, this is when you got 15 position players and 10 pitchers, you know. Mock platooned vir- in virtually everywhere. Uh, he, he platooned all over the place. And then you had that those studs in the middle. He had Disco Danny Ford, and, of course, who was one of the great. Oop, the Hawk just came flying by. Those Cardinals won't like that, man. They'll oh, be, no. Uh, very upset. The mice yeah. better scatter. We got the neighborhood, uh, the neighborhood uh, Hawk. Kind of makes everything go quiet around here. <laughs> this has never so happened anyway, on Ricey on Baseball team, or the Twins show. But that team was, uh, you know, just this is, you know, you could play a sixteen to twelve game in three hours and twenty minutes. You know, it, yeah, it wasn't a five hour game like the Yankees and the Twins last year. Uh, so it didn't drive you crazy, but that team was great. To cover because a they could hit like crazy. I mean they were unbelievable how good they were. They were they got thirty five hits in Boston on in one double hitter, twenty four hits in one game. Wow! But uh, but the uh, White Sox were you know that was Bill Veck went out and signed all these free agents. The one before signed all these guys who were going to be free agents or got these Richie Sisk and Oscar Gamble and all these guys who were only going to be there for one year. They were the South Side hitmen, and Comiskey Park was jumping, and uh, the, the Twins were, you know, drawn like they hadn't drawn in years for that team, and they had some of the great brawls of all time. Twins went down there. They, they came here on June 26th, and uh, that's the famous crew game where yeah. he goes up over to 406. He goes to 406. Glenn Adams, 19 to 12 games. Stu Thornley, drunk, climbs the left field foul pole as a raucous youth. And, uh, 1912, 1912, and, uh, Glenn Adams gets eight RBIs, blah, blah, blah. Well, the Twins go back there the next weekend to South, to Chicago. You know, the Twins, I think, were three ahead. They lost four in three days. They went out one behind. But, uh, 
It was a Sunday doubleheader, game one of the Sunday doubleheader. Twins are going to win, and Disco Danny Ford forgets his sunglasses, and the ball drops. He, he looks up into the sun. He can't see the ball, and the White Sox end up rallying. Oh. Mock, mock, mock is just steam coming off his head between games, man. I poked my head in to talk to him and turned right around and walked out. <laughs> so I'll get you after the but second one. The pitch, they just ran out of pitching. I mean, Dave Goltz was good, but they just didn't have enough pitching. They ran out of pitching in August and limped to the finish. But, uh, man, that team could hit. And they were entertaining guys, good guys. Uh, and, uh, you know, that was, that's probably the favorite. That's my favorite team I ever covered, one of my favorite Twins teams. I mean, that was the year Rodney was on Time and Sports Illustrated, the cover of Time Magazine and Sports Illustrated the yeah. same week. Wow. When they thought he was going to hit 400, yeah. ended up at 380. Well, he played 156 games that year, and he traditionally hadn't played that many. He was uh, he was uh, fantastic, and and he was barely their best player. Heisel and Posnack were both great too. He finished at 388 average, but is remembered as one of the last summers of chasing 400. Oh, with 200, how many hits? 232. 220-something, right? Hit, uh, how many hits? 239 hit? hits. 239 hits, yeah. Well, he also, the only year he knocked in 100 and scored a, I think he scored 100 and knocked in 114, or the other way around, he scored 114 and knocked in 100. I can't remember. Bostic was just one hit short of 200 as well that summer, to your oh, point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a monster. You know, got murdered a year later. Yeah. What a great guy too. He was he was a he was my one of my all time favorite twins. Is that right? He was a character. He was a character. He got uh I do we got how much time we got left? We yeah, got we got here. a few minutes. Oh yeah, because Lyman I, I think I have told this story, obviously I've told every story I've ever told before. But uh uh Lyman was out and for the St. Paul didn't send me to LA for a series. They were cutting back that summer or something, I think. It might have been a year earlier. No, that was that summer. And uh, they didn't send me to L.A. for a series in Anaheim. It must have been all night games or something. And the story popped on the L.A. Times of Lyman ripping the Twins and saying he couldn't wait to get out, right? Yeah. And and so we picked it up. Uh, we The St. Paul paper, we had the L.A. Times wire, so we picked it up off the L.A. Times wire. So they come flying in on a red eye uh, that either – Charter red eye. I don't know, but they get in like at six eight o'clock in the morning, five thirty in the morning. Lyman grabs the paper to see what they're saying about him. He was a very sensitive kid. He didn't want to get booed, you know. Six o'clock in the morning, my phone rings in Prior Lake, and it's him, Rusey, Rusey. I said, "Who the hell is this?" He says, "Lyman." I said, "Hey, good ball game or something." He says, "Did you see this story in the paper? You gotta, you gotta help me out here." Says you gotta help me out, so he gave me this story. I would misquote all the BS about how he's misquoted. Yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I love the Twins fans and stuff, and I cranked it out for the afternoon dispatch. We still had an afternoon newspaper. I cranked it out for the uh, afternoon dispatch. Lyman apologizes for misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the hardest thing wasn't right that it was convincing the our. Uh, our desk of lazy old timers to put it in the paper. Yeah, squeeze it in there. <laughs> I got a story for you. 
we don't, you know, we don't want to. That's like uh, Bob Fowler was the St. Paul writer, and he uh, was out being a rounder one night in Oakland, and Harmon and Tony Oliva, this is early 70, probably 71, are both at the front desk checking out like at quarter to five. And and Fowler says, what the hell are you guys doing? And they said, oh, Harmon says, I fouled the ball off my toe and I think I broke it. And it, was, it gave Harmon the rest trouble the rest of his life. And mm-hmm. Tony had dived for a ball. Tony had died for a ball in Oakland and basically ruined his knee for life. It was already bad, but it ruined it. So there they are, the KO punch. <laughs> the, the heart and soul of the twins, they're both heading for the airport. With One is limping on one leg and the other is limping on the other leg. And just because he was out carousing, Hop Fowler has the scoop, right, for the afternoon paper. Nobody else knows this. And he calls up the desk at the dispatch and says, uh, hey, I got this story. And they said, ah, give us three grants. <laughs> <laughs> the story of the decade for the twins. So, so, give so us three grants. So when I called in with my uh, with my Bostock scoop, I, I was a surprise. They didn't say, ah, who cares? You know, give us three grants. <laughs> or maybe write it for tomorrow. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, right for him. That'll be a good that'll be a good story for the <laughs> Killebrew Oliva uh should get at least three graphs, I would think. Uh Pat, I look forward to next week on Roycey picks a random twins team and talks about it because I do eventually want to get to this nineteen sixty five and, and the whole Dodgers drama and all of this. I know you weren't on the beat yet, but I'm sure you got some memories of that year too. Oh yeah. I was at uh, I was at game six in left field, uh my brother and I had, I had four tickets, and we got that was game six when Mudcat hit his home run. The Twins, uh, Mudcat's home run landed about five rows away from us, and we had four tickets, and we managed to get fourteen guys to ball open. That was some uh, that was some sneaking going on. I'll tell you, probably yeah, not going stories about that team. Uh, you wouldn't see that same result in 2020 or 2021. No, the security a little a little better. <laughs> hey, look up there. Oh, <laughs> uh, incredible over there? <laughs> All right. pat i'm looking forward to talking about it next week thanks so much for uh calling in from the golden valley uh depot here all right sir thank you thanks pat this has been score north twin show roycey on baseball he's patrick roycey i'm Derek wetmore if you cut us on the radio be sure to check it out on the podcast just search score north twin show if you're listening on the podcast we thank you and don't forget We have a radio show, Monday nights at 6. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952 
952-925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota.